a lot of us experience compassion fatigue and given the pandemic situation that we're in where we all that we have for one another it is very common to experience compassion fatigue in times such when reading the definition of compassion fatigue a lot of us might imagine that only frontline workers in this pandemic are the only ones who experience it well that's not true people from every background experience compassion fatigue on this episode we talk about compassion fatigue in detail this was a very fun and interesting conversation that i had with arushi and arya because there was so much to learn and take back from this episode this episode is in conversation with arushi sabrawal who is a counseling psychologist so without further ado let's get right into the episode so on today's episode where we talk about compassion fatigue arushi can you tell me what is compassion fatigue and who experiences it right so aman compassion fatigue is basically the decreased ability to empathize uh with people who are undergoing distress due to extreme physical and mental exhaustion that also is created by caring for those who are in distress so it's total emotional depletion in a way where you're feeling quite overwhelmed usually compassion fatigue is something which is seen in people who are in professions which require you to be in constant contact or touch with anyone who is experiencing distress or is suffering so people who are usually the first responders when there's some sort of violence or when there's a or uh, say people in the healthcare industry doctors nurses or even those who are in the mental health care industry say for instance psychologists therapists psychiatrists etc these are the people who are most prone to experiencing compassion fatigue right also you know the people on social media nowadays who are verifying resources and all don't you think they also experience compassion fatigue absolutely i mean i completely agree with you here so although it's something which till earlier on was quite specific to the healthcare industry in certain professions compassion fatigue nowadays is experienced in general by a lot of people around us because it's because of the sheer uh, sort of magnitude of the event and the pandemic that we are dealing with at the moment there is constant coverage about what's going on in relation to covid-19 graphic images on social media people posting and reposting stories of you know looking for medicines of course it's an effort to help people out but there's so much of an overload of this information of unimaginable suffering that it is causing a lot of people to feel emotionally exhausted and when you are sort of taking in so much distress of another person you tend to feel distress yourself which can be quite draining so compassion fatigue as of now it's quite a collective feeling that we are all going through so what oh. according to you do you think are the first signs that compassion fatigue is being experienced by some somebody right that's a very good point here yeah. it's uh, also because it's very important to recognize compassion fatigue and act as soon as you can mm-hmm. i think the first signs would be irritability low mood feeling very stressed and disconnected in general you know the feeling of feeling disoriented not wanting to socialize not wanting to talk to people you usually would a uh, lack of productivity is quite common feeling lethargic inability to sleep or you know just not feeling motivated enough changes in appetite as well just a general detachment and a feeling of contempt sometimes directed to yourself also could be a few signs of compassion fatigue right so arushi how would you deal with compassion fatigue like is there a way to get over it 
there are of course ways to deal with compassion fatigue and first and foremost as i mentioned would be to recognize the signs of it only when you know that something is a problem would you be motivated enough and would feel encouraged enough to work towards resolving it so recognize the signs definitely uh the second aspect would be to create a sort of a self care plan for yourself or so it's like the same as something that you hear it in an aircraft when they say put on your own oxygen mask before you know helping others so help yourself create your own self care plan look after yourself before you're willing to take in the distress of other people although self care is something which may vary for people like some people prefer to do certain things over others uh, what i'd recommend are the big five steps to self care so the big five include getting adequate sleep getting adequate nutrition introducing some sort of physical activity relaxation practice which could be meditation or mindfulness and also keeping connected socially which i know right now is quite challenging but even if it means using virtual tools to do that keeping connected is very very important another point i'd like to make here is checking in with yourself a regular check in at the end of the day or when you start your day becomes extremely crucial during a time where we're battling with a lot of negative emotions in general so a simple question as to like how am i feeling today can go a long way for you to stay connected with yourself to elaborate on this it is also something that can be done in the form of journaling which helps you understand your thoughts and feelings a bit better and also gives you an outlet in a time where you may feel like there's a lot going on within you another point i'd like to mention here is be aware of how much bad news affects you and what are your boundaries in terms of consuming it so you know i this is something i've been seeing with a lot of my clients as well that you know people usually say that you know my friends are doing so much and they're putting stories online on social media and helping out and i'm not able to do that much i'm probably not even able to read the news mm-hmm. it's all right be a little compassionate with yourself here but because it's okay everyone has a different bandwidth it doesn't make you any less than someone else so just be slightly easy on yourself set boundaries if you feel talking about the pandemic which is the general conversation happening around you is something you're not comfortable with communicate that to your friends and family that if i'm calling you today or if i'm having a conversation this is not something that i want to talk about because it impacts me or even in terms of social media usage and you know reading the news as much as it's important right now for us to be updated with what's happening around us it's equally important to make sure that you're doing it within limits so set certain time limits like i'm going to only read the news for 30 minutes in the morning and that's about it and i'm not going to consume any more information post that so that really has to do again with how much you're willing to consume and how much can you take in and lastly if you do feel like you're seeing signs of compassion fatigue in yourself don't be ashamed to talk about it seek out help even if it's from a mental health professional talk to people about it around you you will realize that there are a lot of other people who are feeling exactly the same way as you are and you will find some sort of comfort in that so i think that would be a few ways to deal with compassion fatigue yeah i mean i, I agree with you like you know if you're not being able to do as much as your friends like like they are to help people in the pandemic i think it's fine because like I, i don't think i don't think everyone has the mental capacity to you know verify resources 24/7 and i think exactly. that's that's fine you can't really shame them for it or you can't really put them down yeah. and just be like you know 
what are you doing anyway just sitting at home and just welfare resources i think that's, exactly. that's wrong you know from what you said i get another point on how you can sort of uh, deal with compassion fatigue it's also about increasing compassion satisfaction Uh-huh. which is sort of the joy you get out of helping people who are in distress mm-hmm. but when i say this there are different i also mean that there are different ways of feeling compassion satisfaction like you said there are some people who can sit online and verify resources and that's absolutely great but that's not the only way to help during the pandemic if yeah. you do find yourself feeling helpless and feeling like you can't control anything around you and would like to contribute but that is too much for you even helping out at home like you know a lot of people don't have help at home right now so mm-hmm. helping out with daily chores at home or helping out your parents just calling your friends and checking up on them mm-hmm. is also very useful and can help you associate that with compassion satisfaction yeah i mean i don't the helping at home i have six helpers <laughs> <laughs> so maybe not but uh, yeah i mean even recently i like i was talking to my friends and all of them are verifying covid resources and they asked me to do it and i said no because i i am busy and i don't really have the time to you know verify covid resources and they're like uh, oh no no this is more important you know what you are doing is probably not as important and i don't think they get to judge the degree absolutely. of importance absolutely absolutely what is more important to me exactly so, yeah i think yeah that's why social media gets toxic in my opinion definitely that's why i'm recommending a social media break to most of my clients yeah honestly uh, yeah. it's it's this yeah is very to- i feel like deleting it but i can't so right so arshi at which point in the pandemic is compassion fatigue going to peak according to you right so i believe compassion fatigue is a very personal and subjective experience it's not something that if you're talking about it in terms of intensity of the fatigue it's not something that we can quantify however it is also important to recognize that particularly for the frontline workers the month of april if you look at how the condition in india was compassion fatigue was at its highest considering the unmanageable amount of cases that they were witnessing on a daily you know deaths there was some news that i read which said that one person every 5 minutes is dying in india you know those horrific images that you see of funeral grounds cremation grounds no space to conduct these funerals and cremations there was so much information overload the past months that i feel like this was the peak of the compassion fatigue as all of us were collectively feeling it to a large extent so we know about burnout that comes with stress you know yeah, so is yeah, there yeah. some sort of difference when it comes to compassion fatigue where is that line drawn right that's actually a very important point here because the signs and symptoms of burnout can overlap quite a bit with compassion fatigue however there are major chunks of differences between the two so in the beginning of the podcast i think we already defined was what compassion fatigue was but if we talk about burnout it's literally being burnt out because your individual resources are in conflict with the organizational demands simply when you don't have enough resources to meet the demands that your workplace may be putting on you that's when you start feeling burnt out like i said symptoms of the two can vary but burnout is something which is more chronic and generalized so by chronic and generalized i mean that it will develop over a longer period of time it won't just suddenly emerge mm-hmm. so it develops gradually is there for a longer period of time and it's more generalized to you know uh, your entire workplace your productivity all of that so like you may not feel as satisfied as you did in your job earlier you may not be able to perform feelings of contempt towards yourself feeling like you're not doing enough whereas compassion fatigue is 
something which has a sudden onset it's more acute and it's associated more with just the sort of lack of empathy between the person who's experiencing compassion fatigue and the one who's experiencing distress so it's more specific in terms of that and it's not related to your work overall so if i were to take an example here so say for instance a nurse who's taking care of patients constantly particularly during the pandemic she would be burnt out because probably she doesn't have enough resources to meet the demands of the job right now which would lead her to feel dissatisfied with her job she may not feel like you know going to work every day that's what burnout is simply by changing her job taking some time off quitting she could combat the burnout on the other hand compassion fatigue isn't as black and white as this so even though she may be able to perform she may be able to show up for work every day she may not she still may find her job very satisfying she will still be experiencing symptoms of compassion fatigue on a very emotional level so and even if she does quit the job or even if she does think about switching professions the compa- the emotional trauma that of the compassion fatigue she will carry with her because compassion fatigue is also like you know when you're feeling the trauma of other people the stress of other people you're taking that in so that's something that you carry with you for a long time as opposed to burnout which can be dealt with quite easily right so arushi what are the effects that compassion fatigue has on a person right so one the very interesting thing related to what i was talking about burnout and compassion fatigue is that compassion fatigue can actually lead to burnout over time so that's one impact the second thing is also something known as secondary traumatic stress it's basically when you have indirect exposure to a trauma the individual may themselves also start showing symptoms of ptsd or post traumatic stress disorder like anxiety and intrusive thoughts and mm-hmm. other impacts would revolve around the signs as we discussed so emotionally you might be very irritable and detached you may not be able to recognize what you're feeling so very unaware of your emotions but there's a general sense of disappointment and discomfort throughout the day you may feel very low or sad a lot of anxiety and stress as well in terms of behavioral impacts you may disconnect from friends and family may prefer staying in isolation very low productivity not feeling like doing much lack of motivation in terms of cognitive symptoms or your thinking you may start feeling like you're not doing enough very helpless like i've been mentioning throughout contempt towards yourself self hatred you know that general feeling of i wish i could do more and then the guilt that comes with not being able to do enough those would be the impacts of compassion fatigue essentially and as well of course sorry i missed that out the physical symptoms which is inability to sleep not wanting to get up in the morning changes in appetite etc okay so i was saying i think something that helps compassion fatigue per se would be seeing a result or seeing somebody happy after you've helped them in a way but right. what about the people who aren't exactly being able to able to see that help coming to coming into effect like not being able to see exactly the result of their help for example as aman was mentioning people who are verifying resources or um people who are working at the back end what about mm-hmm. them how exactly can they cope with compassion fatigue right actually that's a very very interesting question here because you know it it uh, this also comes with you know the idea of your own expectations of yourself mm-hmm. when do i think i'm doing enough and what is enough for me because enough varies for people 
so i think right now the most important thing to feel that compassion satisfaction or the joy in helping people is just knowing that no matter what you're doing you're contributing in some way or the other lowering your expectations a little we all can't like we discussed already we all can't be verifying resources but the little that you're contributing is a lot right now mm-hmm. yeah. so i think that would be the most important thing to do is just be slightly easy on yourself there's compassion fatigue and then there's also compassion towards yourself start practicing self compassion because it's very important that you're a little sort of sensitive towards your own needs and emotions also right now and in a time when you're helping someone else make sense of their distress you're also making sense of a very strange sort of reality for yourselves so keep that in mind that you're doing as much as you can while also being there for yourself that reminder is very important yeah yeah i agree with you like it it always depends on the expectation you set for yourself like yeah. if you set the bar too high you're never going to be satisfied exactly yeah so yeah and uh, also you spoke about uh, the ways to deal with compassion fatigue uh, would be probably reaching out to a friend so why why would you say it's important to stick together and you know sort of overcome compassion fatigue right the reason i would say that it's important to stick together is because it is a collective ordeal it is something that we're all going through together at one time so each of us we we, we are right now is a time where we understand each other better than any other time Mm-hmm. the more we talk about it the more we create conversation about it the more we recognize that there are others who are in this with us and that would give us some sort of comfort that well i'm not the only one who's experiencing this and there are others who understand me and then the that collective sense of understanding is something that'll take us a long way so that's yeah. the yeah. first and foremost reason that we all need to stick together right now i think i think that's really important because another thing is people might feel like it's negative to say that i'm tired of helping or i'm just drained out completely due to helping people or because of all this um everything going on around me and i think people need to understand that it's okay to be tired of it yeah absolutely it's it's okay to take a break it's okay to be tired and it's okay to not be okay and if rather than this if you're all creating a conversation about it we all know that there are times we won't feel okay we'll be able to be more compassionate to each other sticking together during compassion fatigue would actually create more compassion if you look at it for yeah. one another right yeah. and like i also feel like you know when you're talking to your friend just don't like if if you're someone who's doing a lot of work and your friend isn't i don't think you should mention that because you know it makes them feel bad about themselves like like if you're working putting in 18 work hours when your friend is just not doing anything they just sort of feel bad yeah and i think that's that's something you, you shouldn't really do like and i, I mean yeah. i've experienced it i i, I did this is my friend like you know without unknowingly i did it and i stopped doing it because i realized that you know they sort of didn't really, uh, feel that great about themselves because yeah yeah like they, they they start to feel unproductive and then they try to do things and then you know they just go yeah. so that you know that's why it becomes also very important to change the way you're measuring productivity right now yeah yeah like yeah. instead of the number of hours was i able to get everything off my to do list and Today, even yeah. if i wasn't it's because i came with an instruction manual on how to deal with the pandemic we don't hmm. you know this time wasn't designed to make us super productive as what everyone believes hmm. that we're at home so we should do this and we should do that that yeah. we don't really know what to do so sometimes it's okay just spend the entire day in bed watching netflix there's another day tomorrow hmm. that you can utilize to finish all those tasks i think yeah, this is what pisses me off like there are these influencers who will be like you know what don't waste your time pick up uh, learn something you know learn a skill and then on the other hand there's like mental health professionals trying to say that you know it's okay to not do anything 
and that's yeah. very annoying because these kids i mean uh, people my age or probably younger they look up to influencers a lot right. and you know when you when the people you look up to are only telling you that you know it's not okay to be unproductive i think that's a little sad so that's true yeah. that's true there's there's a lot of pressure i feel like the pressure to be productive has increased during the pandemic as though somehow being at home means you need to constantly be up your game but that's really not the case yeah yeah i mean yeah. even as mental health professionals we do take our days off particularly in this time because it's getting so difficult to cope yeah. and that's yeah. absolutely okay i think even as students you get a lot of work from school as well and i think that adds on to the work that you have to do and the feeling of being productive per se hmm. and hmm. i i think we don't realize that even at the other end the teachers and the educators yeah. are also feeling that kind of compassion fatigue so could you like elaborate more on what kind of compa- compassion fatigue those the educators would be feeling absolutely so it's true that teachers in the field are also experiencing compassion fatigue which often goes ignored but it's a very well established fact that they are also in this journey with us teachers and t- teachers they're taking online classes all the time these days school has become online and they're trying to manage their online and offline life so while they're spending 6 hours taking online classes they're also spending the rest of the day taking care of chores and responsibilities at home while dealing with the fear of the pandemic themselves and in the middle of all of that when they have students they need to make sure that they're showing up for their students they need to the students share their trauma with them the students share their personal crises with them and the teachers provide that support which can lead to that compassion fatigue for them as well even simply in terms of asking for extensions students often you know share with their teachers that this is what's going on at home at home and i need to i need an extension and they need to be the deciding factors there they're constantly mm-hmm. hearing these stories of trauma which can definitely lead to the compassion fatigue for them too okay so arushi my last question to you is how can we help others who are facing compassion fatigue right so like we discussed earlier first and foremost will be to talk about it create a conversation and stick together it's very very important that we put the word out there that there is something like compassion fatigue that exists and if you're experiencing it there's nothing wrong with it so that's going to be number 1 number 2 as say like as mental health professionals we're putting out a lot of information out there in terms of how to deal with the pandemic however i haven't seen much information on compassion fatigue itself mm-hmm. so cre- like with creating conversation comes also the idea of creating awareness helping people say like now that we've done this podcast you know what the science of compassion fatigue are spreading yeah. that awareness amongst your friends also so if there is a friend who's telling you that i've been feeling very disconnected letting them know that they could possibly be experiencing this and encouraging them to seek out for help if that's what they need so i think helping others would start from creating this dialogue standing mm-hmm. with them in this journey letting them know that you're there to offer them that support also arushi do you think artists experience compassion fatigue like performing artists or like you know musicians actors and all those people absolutely why not you know their compassion fatigue is even there's there's also this element of compassion fatigue with people who are you know say like with influencers actors performing artists who are very very well known mm. they also have the pressure to sort of 
put something out there so if you see like on social media the trend if there are certain influencers who who like one after the other putting stories verifying leads they'll yeah. get a lot of praise for it but there are also influencers who are probably just creating content right now and not putting up leads and they mm-hmm. get hate for it yeah, yeah. no one's really understanding that probably for them this is too much to take in creating content is there out mm-hmm. so for them along with the compassion fatigue that they may be feeling is also the added burden that just because i'm a known personality i need to do something to help and then the guilt of not being able to do that and yeah. lots of like again their dms are full their direct messages on instagram people reach out to them hoping that they're known in the industry or you know they may have resources to help them out and saying no to them sometimes because you yourself are helpless hearing their stories will create compassion fatigue in you as well i feel like the people who reach out to them expect a lot from them because exactly. you know for them they're like they're heroes so exactly you yeah. always expect your hero to be perfect and to be the best isn't it so like i i mean i understand their concern like you know why they why they get i mean why they hate on their influencers who they like but i think they need to look at the other side of it as well right like, you can't expect a lot because at the end even they are human and even they're just a normal person like you just exactly have obviously a much bigger reach so you can't really expect a lot from them like if like yeah you just cannot really expect a lot from them i think like, like it's exactly. just wrong to they're also in the same struggle as you are yeah, they also yeah. don't know how yeah. to deal with this so it's all right and like ah uh, yeah and then a lot of them like i even saw this like some of them putting up donation links and hmm. and you know if they're not being able to donate they even get hate for that like i think exactly that's, that's, yeah that bullshit like you can't expect someone to give money they probably do not have it themselves exactly. to you know donate so yeah i think uh, yeah again social media is very toxic like i said <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just just filled with hate. I feel. True. Anyways, that was quite uh, a good episode. I I learned a lot. I feel. That's and, great. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, and I feel like any everyone listening also will learn a lot. Hopefully. But yeah, thank you for being with us, Arushi. Thank you uh, so much for having me, Aman. This was a great experience. And to everyone who's listening to you, thank you for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.